0: Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation, produced by Victory, A Church of His Presence, and Light the Fire Ministries, coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. friends, welcome to The Torch. It's great to be with you. I'm Brian Gibbs coming to you from Sarasota, Florida, and we have just come into July 2020. Oh my gosh, what a year this has been and um, what a year this, this, this year will continue to hold for us as we move forward in courage and in faith. God is good. Even in the midst of all of the hell, all the hell storm, all of the chaos, God is good. Can I get a rousing amen from some friend out there? Hey, I, uh, I know we've got new friends, new partners jumping into the show around the country, different nations of the world. And so listen, it, sincerely, we are so blessed that you are with us today. I hope you have your Bibles. I'm going to be jumping directly into the scriptures in just the next few minutes. And um, we're going to be breaking open a passage of Scripture today that I really feel can nourish us and strengthen us in this time of a lot of chaos because I believe um, nothing nothing ever compares to quality time spent with God. Nothing compares to quality time of being with Jesus. And that is what we need so that we're constantly recalibrating our own heart, recalibrating our soul Focusing our vision upon the face of the Lord Himself because He is the burning man and He is the torch within you and I who's going to see us through this night hour until His return and His soon coming. Amen. I'd like you to go to Psalm chapter 23 today. Very familiar passage, probably to most of you. And if it's not, that's okay as well. I'd like you to go to Psalm 23 and I'm first going to read out of the New King James Version. And um, I've said this in the last couple of broadcasts. I have, I've had a number of people ask me about the different versions that I've read out of and study out of, but primarily my, my primary uh, study Bible is the New King James Version. And um, then, of course, I, I love a lot of different versions, the New Living Translation. Uh, I love the ESV. I love the New American Standard Version. I love the Amplified uh, love the Passion Translation, and uh, but my primary study Bible is uh, the New King James. So here we go. I just hope you're cracking open your Bibles today, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that as we read, you are with us, and you are the great teacher. Holy Spirit, you teach us, you feed us, you bring illumination, you bring anointing. In Jesus' name, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil that's our theme today during the torch we will fear no evil for you are with me and your rod and your staff they comfort me you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup runs over and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life Yes. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Say with me forever. I want to read this now um, out of the out of the passion translation. Psalm 23. Here we go. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I shall always have more than enough. Say that, more than enough. That's actually one of God's names, El Shaddai, which means God Almighty or God more than enough. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. He tracks me. He tracks me to an oasis of peace the quiet brooks of bliss, <laughs> I love that, that's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me paths, pathways of God's pleasure and leads me along his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Verse 4, Lord, even when your past, take me through the valley of deepest darkness fear will never conquer me for you already have. (laughs) I love that. Oh my gosh. I love that. Fear will never conquer me, God, for you already have. Has the Lord conquered your heart? Has the Lord conquered your soul? You know, it was A.W. Tozer. Uh, one of my all-time favorite authors, he, he was the one that said, God can never really fully use a man or a woman until God has fully conquered that man. Isn't that good? Oh my gosh, that's so good. And so he goes on, he says, um, he says, Lord, even when your past take me through, this is verse four, the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. You remain close to me, And lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. Mmm. You give me all that I can drink until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? There's a good question right there. If God is all of this to us, so why would we fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. And then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you my god isn't that awesome so absolutely powerful i want to talk to you today about our declaration of we shall fear no evil i love this how it's worded in the first verse of the passion translation how he says god god is more than enough i will always have more than enough david said i shall not want you for you are my shepherd i shall not want or i shall always have every provision i need i shall never lack that needs to be our declaration and where our faith is at in this hour the first time that this word more more than enough it's the revelation of god el shaddai It's found in Genesis chapter 17, it's verses one and two. And it's when Abram is now 99 years of age and the Lord has appeared to Abram and he said to him, he said, I am God almighty, I am El Shaddai, walk before me and be perfect and I will make a covenant between me and you and I will multiply you exceedingly. I love that. Don't you love that prosperity was God's idea? It wasn't even Abraham's idea. It was God's idea. God delighted in prospering and blessing his son that he had chosen. That's who our God is. Our minds need to be renewed to that. Amen. Now, in the Old Testament, El Shaddai, um, as you study it, El Shaddai is actually, it occurs seven times. As I said, it's found in Genesis chapter 17 for the very first time. Shaddai itself is it it occurs 48 times in scripture and then in the new or the King James version of the Bible it literally translates El Shaddai as God Almighty so when you study it it's El which is another name translated for God and then it's the conjunction of Shaddai El Shaddai and it refers to Actually, when you study Shad in the Hebrew, this is a a derivative of the name. Shad in the Hebrew literally means the breasted one. And that means uh, a characteristic of God himself is he is the one who completely nourishes us or he's the one who completely satisfies us. He's the one who supplies for his people their every need just as a mother would supply Uh, the every need of nourishment and strength and nutrition for an infant baby child. See, this is connected with the Word of God, El Shaddai, and it, it denotes for us that God is our nourishment. God is our blessing. He is our sustainer. Make that declaration over your life. As fear is trying to back everybody up in a corner, paint everybody into a corner, cause everybody to hunker down, to be afraid, to be afraid to even say anything in this hour. Remember this, he is El Shaddai. He is the God of more than enough. He is the God that will supply every need you have according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God, our Father, is our sustainer. Amen. He says, you prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. I love Psalm 23, the most notorious psalm of all the Bible. And this is where we learn the the very characteristics of our God, that he is our good shepherd. The Lord is your protector. You have to declare that over your life. He's our protector. He's my protector. The Lord is our daily provider. He is our peace. He is our rest. He's our guide through every circumstance. When when we say the Lord is my shepherd, it means he's our guide. You know, I pastor a local church here in Sarasota, Florida called Victory, a church of his presence. And I'm not the shepherd of that church. The Lord is the great and mighty shepherd of that church. I'm the under shepherd. I'm the one that God has set in and given governance and mantle and anointing to lead his anointing to lead God's people and equip them for the work of the ministry. But the but the shepherd, the true shepherd of the house is the Lord Jesus Christ That is why the Apostle Paul wrote the words where he said, follow me as I follow Christ. What is he saying? He's saying Christ is the true great shepherd. Amen? See, we need to know and we need to to experience God's faithfulness and His leadership experientially through dark valleys. And, you know, some people, they some Christians have a hard time um, even stomaching or, or dealing with words that are uh, seemingly negative in this hour or challenging. But listen, it is, it is very lofty and immature to think that you're not going to go through storms in this life. And we are in an epic, epic storm in this hour. But what we've got to see and understand is that through the dark valley, the Lord is our ultimate leader and our ultimate leader is going to lead us into total triumph and victory in this hour. And we should not fear. You know, you you can't bring people into this by hype or by gimmicks. It's by revelation. The anointing is not hype. The anointing is not gimmicks. Revelation is what establishes authority in your heart. The lordship and the shepherding of Jesus Christ has to become a revelation in you knowing he's going to carry you through this dark valley at this time. He makes a promise. He says, my rod and my staff, they're gonna comfort you. I'm still here for those of you that are listening and I just needed a quick swig a quick swig. (laughs) See, all of this, when we learn and when we experientially grow in this, that God is God is our shepherd. He's our protector. He's our peace. He's our rest. He's our provider. He's our guide through every circumstances. He leads us triumphantly through a dark hour. That alone should cause us to bring praise upon our lips. And that's exactly what David did. But in the last part of this psalm, I want us to look at the rest of this chapter, verses five and six, because this is where this is where we start discovering more that what the Lord does to bring us into a place at a table that the Lord has prepared for us. And I want to focus on that in this podcast today. You know, there there is something powerful about the table of the Lord. You know, at our house, at the Gibbs House, we, we love to prepare the table for special events. Every holiday, we prepare the table, obviously, at Christmas and Thanksgiving and different events. And um, it, just, it was just a few months ago, Josiah, our son, was in New Zealand. And he was there at YWAM Youth for a Mission, the base there in Queenstown. And when all of the COVID broke out, The nations were closing, borders were closing, and we were helping our son to get out of the country to return back to America. Um, Brent and I were excited because the Lord really did provide and the Lord helped our son tremendously. But what we did was we were excited to prepare the table at the Gibbs house in preparation for celebration for friendship for quality time for story time for prayer time it's what we do at our house there's something powerful about the preparation of the table but in this psalm David says that the Lord himself prepares a table for you and I it is a table of intimate love and a table of friendship a table of communion it's a table of bonding and and reviewing the journey, if you will. You know, that, it, it, that's what friendship with God really is, where the Holy Spirit will romance your heart and stir up the journey of the faithfulness of God, how God has taken you through, and he's going to hold you to the very end. Remember the promise of Jesus. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you even until the very end of the age. My goodness. See, the table illustrates a place of abundance. Now, abundance should really frame up in your mind the God of more than enough. If God is the God of more than enough, if his name is El should die, that means he is the God of abundance. And the table or the spread that the Lord prepares for us in the midst and in the presence of enemies is the place of pure abundance the place of pure satisfaction, the Father's everlasting loving covenant of love, of celebration over our lives. It's a place where God's people can sit down with the Lord and feast on God's endless love, the grace of God, and that no enemy of any sort is allowed at that table to take your blessing and refreshing and favor away come on. So important. So important. You know, David, the, the uh, author of this Psalm, he reiterates this very point in Psalm 118, Psalm 118 verses five and six. This is where he reminds us of the valleys in God's table. Once again, he says, I, I called on the Lord in my distress. Don't ever be embarrassed when you're in trouble friend, I'm talking to you today. You're on the torch. You need to hear this. You don't ever be ashamed or indifferent about calling on the Lord when you're distressed or when you're stressed or when when you're in trouble, when your back's against the wall. David said, I called on the Lord in my distress and the Lord answered me and he set me in a broad place. He set me. I love that. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? I love that. God has a way of picking us up and carrying us out of the darkness and setting into the kingdom of the son of his love. And I'm just quoting there out out of Colossians. I love that scripture. How the Lord has conveyed us out of the kingdom of darkness and he has brought us into the kingdom of light. He carries us and he takes us to his table. Now, God goes on. He doesn't stop there. He says, I I anoint your head with oil. Let's think about that for a few minutes. Let's let our heart feast on that. Let your heart meditate on that today. He says in the second part, in the second half of verse 5, he says, You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Anytime we read in the Bible concerning the anointing, it's for the anointing of something or, or someone, it is the most beautiful expression of God's blessing coming upon a life. If you're anointed, it means it's the blessing and the favor of God coming to rest on your life. And I got good news for you. Somebody needs some good news today. I know I sure do. I appeal to good news. Amen. The blessing of God is not just for a moment. The blessing and the anointing of God is for life. It is for life. It's um, it's Psalm 30 in verse 5 where David says, he says, Lord, your anger is just for a moment, but your favor is for a lifetime. I mean, you listen to preachers today and you you would actually be convinced that God's favor is is only but for a moment, and his anger, is burning anger is for a lifetime. But folks, that's the exact opposite. The favor of God and the mantle of his presence and his goodness and blessing over your life is for an entire lifetime. And I'll go better than that. I will tell you that God's story of love that he has written over our life, it is an eternal love story. And 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 years from now, from July 2nd, 2020, I'm still going to be very much alive, and so are you. And I'm going to be celebrating the, in the eternal love story of God's children in His everlasting kingdom forever and ever. Glory to God. God's anointing in this verse, it refers to His blessing upon our lives by the Holy Spirit. He says, so much so. I want to anoint you so much so with my spirit so that your cup begins to overflow. Your cup of salvation will overflow. Notice that again. See, that shows God's character. Think about that. He isn't just anointing us just to to have just enough or just to meet our needs. God is the God of more than enough. Listen, if you... If you think that God cannot sustain us through this dark hour, your heart and mind needs renewed. Whatever comes our way, whatever enemies we're going to have to deal with in this hour, whatever enemies America is going to have to deal with, whatever enemies um, the church is going to have to deal with his people at this hour, God our God, who we have placed all our trust in, he's the God of more than enough. And he will take us through any dark valley. You have to stay with him in the storm. Amen. The storm doesn't the storm of the world does not dictate or, or mandate the, the spiritual trajectory of our lives. The storm of the Spirit of God and the winds of God are what blows in our wings and dictates the currents and where we are blown and taken. Jesus said those that are born of the Spirit, they are like the wind from, for you don't know from where they come or where they go. The winds that I'm talking about is the winds of God more than enough. El Shaddai, where God is able to lift you up in His Spirit, speak to you, direct you, lead you as his shepherd, so you will have all that you need in this hour. Whew, come on, I'm feeling that. That's like fire in my bones. This is where the Lord takes us to his His table to dine, and He he puts out the spread of our inheritance, and he breaks that fresh bread of his presence and begins to nourish us and feed us. It's a place where God says over you, son or daughter. He says, well done. He anoints your head with oil. Say it with me. He anoints my head with oil. In the Song of Solomon, chapter 1 and verse 3, this is out of the the Passion Translation, Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 3. I love the, the way that this is worded. So powerful. He says, your presence releases a fragrance so pleasing over and over poured out for your lovely name is flowing oil. <laughs> oh my goodness. For your lovely name is flowing oil. No wonder the brides to be adore you. That's song of Solomon chapter one, verse three in the passion. The whole experience at the table serves where it serves to strengthen us, strengthen our faith where we draw nourishment out of the very presence, out of the very essence of our friendship and the lordship with Jesus Christ. This is so vitally important. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And ever he prepares a table think of that he prepares a table I don't want to miss the table listen you can you can be waterboarding yourself on the news right now all the bad news all the chaos all the hell all the chaos all the upheaval and I'm gonna tell you my friend if you have a steady diet of that you're not gonna remain healthy you need to stay well informed you don't need to put your head in the sand you don't need to be getting lost. No, you need to be well aware of what is happening for you and your family and, and your children and your grandchildren, or, or if you're in your teenage years, you need to understand the gravity of this hour, but you need to heed the call to the very table of the Lord where you can get nourished in the very presence of enemies, you know, when I when I think about sitting at the table of the presence of enemies, you know who comes to mind is Esther. And I know that there is there's this mighty prophetic word right now about an emerging Esther that's coming on the scene for our nation that we have personally been praying into um, our Light the Fire Ministry partners around the country and our victory at Church of His presence family that we have been praying concerning this, this prophetic word. Uh, originally it came from Kim Clement so many years ago, but that this Esther was rising up for this particular hour for such a time as this, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to deal with that in another torch segment. But as I think about Esther, she was invited to the king's table, and there was Haman. L- literally, her, her enemy was in close proximity. The Haman, the, the, the wolf, the killer, the manipulator, who was manipulating the king right there in front of Esther in the presence of the king, licking his chops to destroy the people of Israel. Yet there God had raised up Esther for such a time as this to bring a course correction and to to literally bring the salvation of the Jewish people. She had to learn how to sit down at the table of the king and eat in the presence of her enemy and deal with the enemy head on in that hour. I'll tell you, God wants to teach us out of his strength, out of the secret source of strength of his presence. He wants to teach us how to rule in the midst of our enemies Man, I think of Daniel at this time. I, I think of Daniel in the lion's den. When, think about this. I mean, think about David's psalm. You prepare a table before me in the midst of my enemies. I think that was definitely Daniel's promise because when he was thrown into the lion's den, not for being a criminal, but before, but, but for being a man of integrity and loving God with all of his heart, soul, mind, and strength, there he is thrown into the lion's den, yet God prepared a table for Daniel in the presence of hungry wild lions. Think of that. And he was able to sit with the Lord in the presence of God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abed. I could, I could go on and on. I think about Paul. I think about Paul and Silas. They were beat up. They're, they are in prison, beat up for their faith. It's in the book of Acts. And they are in chains. They are in prison. And they the Bible says they began to sing and worship God right about midnight in their prison cell. What? Think about that. What were they doing? How, I mean, how in the world, in the natural, you have been beaten. You are in chains. You're chained to a wall or, or chained to a floor. And about midnight, you begin to sing. And you begin to lift up praise. And you begin to lift up the song and worship that's running out of your heart like a river unto God. How are they able to do that? I'll tell you how. They learned the secret of eating at the table of the Lord, even in the presence of enemies. And I'm telling you, this is our secret source of power. Right in the midst of this storm, we are in July 2020. We've just come into this brand new month and even in the place of a dark valley of the shadow of death he says i will fear no evil you are with me your rod your staff they comfort me oh friend beloved listen let it be your declaration you will fear no evil whatever comes you will be standing strong paul said In the book of Ephesians, when you have done all to stand, then you stand, therefore. You get yourself ready, you brace yourself, and you stand strong in the Lord. When you've done all to stand, then you stand strong in the Lord. What's God going to do? He's going to direct you. He's going to be your shepherd. He's going to lead you. His rod, His staff, they comfort me. I think about Jesus receiving this, the, the Psalm of 110, Psalm 110, verses 1 and 2, where the Father says over his Son, He says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion, rule in the midst of your enemies. You see that? That's the power That is the power and actually the strategy that the Lord himself fulfilled through his victory, through his triumph. The Lord teaches us how to rule in the presence of our enemies and become victorious ourselves. Say this today, God is faithful. God is faithful. He is El Shaddai. He is the God of more than enough, especially during these troubling times, my friend. When you're going through the storms of life, when you're going through pain, when you're going through any level of sickness, if you're going through confusion, if you're going through any level of, of betrayal or, or deaths or abandonment or rejection or a, or a divorce or a bankruptcy or a disorientation or or you're going through troubles in life or you're going through internal struggles of anxiety or or maybe panic, or maybe you're dealing with an affliction or, or an addiction that's trying to come back on you that you once had victory over, or you're dealing with rumors, or you're, you're dealing with people undermining you. You have, have, I think what I've just described, everybody who's lived long enough has experienced these very things. Whatever it may be, God's promise holds steadfast for you as an anchor today today. God's going to see you through the dark valley, through the dark season. He is your shepherd. He's the good shepherd. Amen. God's staff is going to protect you. His staff is going to protect you. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. God is already in my tomorrow. He was in my yesterday. He's in my present moment. He's in my tomorrow. He's in my future. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is faithful. Without fail, God is faithful. And for the next few moments, we're just we're going to wrap up in just, just a little bit. I want to continue to talk about this table, though, of sitting down to eat with the Lord that the great shepherd has prepared. One more time. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over friend. Don't lead your life. Whoever, whoever you are out there listening, listen, once we do these podcasts, these video casts, these things take on a life of their own. They go everywhere. People log on to victoryfla.com. They jump into these words, they find it on YouTube, they find it on our our streaming social platforms. And I'm still here. Just needed a quick drink if you're listening. I want to say this again, do not lead yourself. Let Jesus lead you. Surrender to the Lordship and the leadership of Jesus. Surrender, men, surrender to the leadership of Jesus. I had a wonderful mentor in my life, and he said to me one day, he, uh, he had this old raspy voice. He sounded like he smoked, smoked three cartons of Marlboros every day. <laughs> but he was not a smoker. He was a preacher. And that old preacher, I'm telling you, he, he said to me one day, he said, Brian, we are not self-made men. We are God-made men. That's so good. We don't make ourselves. The Lord makes us. He's he's our maker. He's our creator. He's my leader. He's my sustainer. I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. You're a God-made man. You're a God-made woman. You have to surrender to the lordship and the leadership of the Lord. He is your great shepherd. And he leads you to the table. To feast and dine and eat and to be anointed. You know, in this culture, think about what David was saying, because in the culture, when you set, when you set and prepare a meal and a spread, it is the, the most ultimate act of hospitality. When you set a table, it, it shows honor. It shows value. It's kind of like when, when our son returned from New Zealand several months ago from YWAM. What, what was it showing? the table was spread, the, the turkey and gravy were made, the mashed potatoes and the corn and the green beans and the, the rolls and the dessert and everything and the decoration of the table and the candles and that Thanksgiving spread was made for Josiah coming home. What did that show? It showed honor. It showed value. It showed love. It, it showed community. It showed respect. It showed that there's an abundance for you. That's what the Lord does. We're not talking about the Lord inviting you out to Chick-fil-A, friend. He's not inviting you to Taco Bell. We're talking about God inviting you to his table of the inheritance. And I wonder, we're just about ready to wrap up this segment on the torch. I wonder, can we sit down in our busy lives of 2020 and let the Lord pour us a fresh, cool drink of His living water? Can we let the Lord break His fresh bread of His presence and and serve us a piece of real life? Can we unplug our lives from, from all the crappy news out there? Yes, I said crappy. And I'll tell you what that means in the Greek and the Hebrew some other time. Yes, I will, and that's deep. The crappy news all the trouble, all the lawlessness, all the anarchy, can we unplug from this, sit down with the Lord in the place of intimacy, that quiet place where the Lord, where he serves us fresh bread right out of his very essence, right out of his very being. He says, I am the living bread that has come down from heaven. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 11 Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. I'm going to read this out of the message translation. I love this. Jesus says, he says, are you tired and are you worn out? He says, are you burned out on religion? He says, come to me and get away with me and you will recover your life. And I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. That's out of the message translation, Matthew 11 verses 28 through 30. Friend, there is no better table to feast from than the table that the Lord has prepared and spread for you. It is the table of real life real nourishment. It is your secret source of power. Jesus said in John ten ten. he says, he says, the thief has only come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. There it is again. I'm the God of more than enough. I'm the God of, I'm El Shaddai. I am the God of more than enough. I've come that you might have life more abundantly. My life that that comes out of my very being is the very source of strength and power and direction and word that you need for this hour. I believe many of you out there under the sound of my voice as you're listening today, and I've been believing that I'm speaking by the Holy Spirit with the Lord today. Many of us, many of us need to hear this. You need to sit at the table and hear the Lord say to you, I have you. You need to hear the Lord say, I will never leave you. I will walk you through it all. I've always been with you. I will see you through it all. You need to hear the Lord freshly say, I am always here with you. I am in you. I am right beside you. I am your protector. I am your deliverer. I am your salvation. I am your healer. I am your your trustworthy shepherd. I tell you only the truth. My counsel is the best. My counsel is flawless. My wisdom stands eternal. My word is everlasting. My, My anchor holds. I will keep you safe in this dark hour, you are my child. You need to be reminded today, folks, from Jesus himself, you are his child. And nothing, nothing, nothing is going to take you and sift you out of his hands and out of his keeping. It's in John chapter 10, verse 28. I believe it's verse 28. He says, and I I will give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. John 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. One more time. John 10, verse 11. One more time. Listen to these words. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Let me translate for you, what that means. It means Jesus literally laid down his life to die, to prepare a table of friendship for you and for me. Think of that. Making this reservation at this table of the Lord, it cost Jesus everything. What am I saying to you, my friend? I'm telling you, you are the grand prize for Jesus. You are a treasure to Jesus. Your life is a treasure to God. Your life is a gift of God. And I'm summoning you with the Holy Spirit as an invitation that's going out on the torch today. I really felt that we needed to be a we needed to be a drink of water. We needed to be fresh bread today. We needed to strengthen the assembly of the saints today. And invites you back to the table of the Lord to be refueled, to be recalibrated, to be refreshed, freshly anointed so that your cup runs over. God is going to see us through. God's going to see us through every birth pain that is still yet to come. And there are many more birth pains beyond this. This is not the end. This may be the time of the beginning of sorrows that Jesus talked about where we see earthquakes, pestilence, wars, rumors of wars, all of this, he says, make sure that you understand, don't be deceived, this is not the end, but this is the beginning of sorrows, what's going to carry us through, what is going to be the torch in our lives in this midnight hour, it is the secret of knowing and following the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, and recognizing He has prepared a table before you, my friend, in the midst of your enemies, and he's going to train us in this hour to rule in the midst of enemies. Hallelujah. Well, listen, uh, just a quick commercial. Um, We're so excited about our Bold as Lions um, video devotional that we're doing every Wednesday. You can catch that at VictoryFLA.com, and really that's where we want to streamline most of our our listeners, we don't want everybody going to Facebook trying to find out what our ministry is doing. We want you going to victoryfla.com. You can find us there. You can be part of the video devotional. If you access YouTube a lot, you can you can find us there. And of course, um, you need to be aware too. I mean these these social platforms out there, you know, they're not ran by a, a wonderful group of God fearing people. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a lot of censorship. There's a lot there's a lot of censoring going on. I have been massively censored on Facebook ever since I was a part of the Brett Kavanaugh hearings 2 years ago as he was before the Senate in his hearing to go on to the Supreme Court once they found out who I was I've I've had I've had some challenges so there there are platforms out there that are all trying to censor and have their way. So I encourage you to go to victoryfla.com. We've actually got a brand new robust uh, website that we're about to roll out. We've got a new Victory app that we're about ready to roll out so we can get these um, these episodes, these messages, the de- these devotionals um, into a lot of people's hearts and into their hands. And that's so important so that we can point people to Jesus. And that's what this is all about. And I want to say that again, This what, what we're doing here is not about pointing people just to our ministry or to my face or any, anything like that. It's pointing people to Jesus, folks. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Son of God, the Son of David, the Son of Righteousness, the Son of Abraham. Glory to God. We're pointing people to Jesus. So listen, on the behalf of my wife and I, I want to thank you so much for being with us. And uh, I know we're not doing our Bold as Lions uh, broadcast right now. We're doing the torch. But I want to remind you of something. It's something I wrote out of my book, Bold as Lions. The future does not belong to the God-haters. The future does not belong to the God-mockers. The future belongs to the righteous. And God's righteous ones, His sons and daughters, they are bold as lions. Listen, I love you. I pray that you're refreshed. Keep eating with the Lord get nourished out of his presence we love you we thank you for your partnership thank you new partners that are beginning to sow. um right at victoryfla.com every little bit five dollars ten dollars seven dollars two dollars what every little bit helps us and we can't do it without you thank you so very much Bren and i thank you we're so blessed by your generosity Listen, until next time, we will see you again on the torch. Be blessed and keep the fire burning.